And now it's time to bait our hooks, cast our nets, drop our poles in the water, and fish for some jokes with Down on the Dock. Well, 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 welcome to episode 31 of Down on the Docks. My name's Chris Neff, and I'm joined by uh, my co-host and good friend, as always, Dave Sarah. How you doing, buddy? Hello. All right. A um, lot of fun last week, of course. Great episode. Hands on a hard body. What, it was one of my favorite ones to uh, edit. Yeah? Yeah, to edit together, because it was fun going back and listening to it. It's, it's hard to listen to yourself, but that one was a really good one. You crushed it as always. Thank you, sir. A um, little shout out real quick on the top of the show. Thank you, Retard Sexual Blowtorch 68, <laughs> for your wonderful memes, yes, which spicy. I was trying not to show my mom, Yeah, so I didn't post it on Facebook. Right. And then you tell, was it you who told me or she who told me? She goes, oh, by the way, I'm friends with Dave Sarah on Instagram. And I'm like, uh, I didn't even know you were on Instagram. I didn't, I didn't put it on Instagram, but yeah, but maybe. I did. Yeah. Because I didn't think she was on Instagram. Oh, that's right. I follow her and she follows me. I yeah. thought, I figured you knew that. Yes, she is on Instagram. So we had a nice conversation and she did not mention that you were fisting me. <laughs> yes. In, in the <laughs> meme. Yes. In the meme. F- so. fisting you. Hands in a hard body was the meme. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the goat thank yeah. you retard sexual blood towards 68 the best. if you want to see all of his amazing memory um you can always find him in the discord and if you want to find the discord you just go find us at uh down on the docks on twitter or down on the docks pod on instagram and there's a link in the bio that's right which will take you there and then of course if you want to support the show nothing helps more than a good five-star review on apple or spotify so please do that if you can we will get to the uh review of the week yes at the end of the show as well so let's get moving because we have an exciting episode now i told you this before mm-hmm I don't like jinxing myself and calling it a banger, but this is a banger. This, yeah, it's gonna be. Fun. Look, I've been looking forward to this one for a while, and we've been kind of had it in the back yeah. end, like we've been looking at it. Yeah, I haven't seen the documentary, but what I did see—you've never seen. I've one never of our seen. No, I know that. I know, but I'm just saying, I've never seen the documentary. However, I've seen Action Park, right, which was the movie that Johnny Knoxville made, based very loosely, I'm assuming, yes. on the real story, and it's basically live stunts. That like it kind of carries the movie. It's Correct. like, you know, just how ridiculous this place was. Correct. Well, this week's episode is based on the documentary Class Action Park. Love it. Released in 2020. Love me a good class action. Make $7.35 from Nokia. I get those every now and then. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I cash them, sometimes I don't even bother. I know. I still have like about 20 checks from last year I have in cash for $3 each. Um, this was written, produced, and directed by Chris Charles Scott and Seth Porges. Also narrated by John uh, Hodgman. I am going to be borrowing a good amount of his uh, narrative Narration. work in this because it's very well done. So uh, we're going to fade in on grainy 80s video footage of kids, teens, and adults running pell-mell all over these water slides and rafts, inner tubes, speedboats. There's go-karts. Yeah. There's jet skis. Sick. They have one of those aerial people movers. Oh, um, it's basically, you know, those like jet engine type things that shoot up and you float like you're yes. skydiving. Yes. They have one of those sick. Yep. I've always wanted to do that thing. 
I'm, I'm assuming you're not talking about like the people movers, how like how Disneyland used to have. No, right? what's okay. what's the Disneyland? That's people like movers. it was like just like a big cable with a cart hanging from it, and then uh -huh. like it'd have like two to four people in there, and I guess somebody jumped out and killed themselves. No, I do not know about that. Um, there is a lot of jumping around though, but no suicides in this one. So uh, we immediately hear a gentleman. Uh, as we're watching all this go down, and he says, it's not really fair to ask the question, what was Action Park? Basically, it was a water slide park. Uh, but in truth, it was much more than a water slide park. And he's not kidding, because we immediately see like kids uh -huh. jumping off 20-foot cliffs. Sick, dude. It's like these, summer camp. Yeah, but they're not like Built cliffs? They're part no, of like the, uh, the terrain. Yes. <laughs> yes. They're they're just cliffs in somebody's backyard, essentially. Yeah. And they're racing around in like these mini boats with exposed outdoor outboard motors. Yeah. Just willy nilly. But they're there. running into each other. Okay. But okay. they're not, they're not they're bumper boats. Boat. Right. Dude, they don't even like you. You. They don't even like you bumping with bumper boats, let no. alone fucking real boats. Then we see a kid flying down a hill on what looks to be a cement slide. There's no water on it and I'm like, what are we doing here? <laughs> what the fuck? Just little just like just a slide made from cement, huh? It's what it looks like. So wow. right out of the gate you're like, what is this place? And then we hear a woman say Action Park was the chaos summer park. Little oversight, way too much alcohol, whistle blowing, people screaming, motors running. Uh you knew you were jumping into a fire pit. And oh, then yeah. speaking of Knoxville, they show him on the Kimmel, Kimmel show. Oh, okay. And he says it's the it was the most dangerous theme park of all time. Yeah. And uh, Kimmel says, yeah, there was this water slide that. Oh, when he was doing promo for. So you're saying Knoxville was on Kimmel yeah. when he was doing a promo for Action I would Park. Assume so maybe. Okay. Or maybe it was just another conversation. Are they in the documentary? Yeah, they're in the doc. Oh, okay, okay. So Kimmel described like, like interviewed in the doc. No, no, not interviewed. They're they just, just show clips okay, okay, of okay, Knoxville. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But during this clip where Knoxville's on the Kimmel show, Kimmel says there was a water slide that held one person that went in like a flip. And Knoxville says, it looked like a bunch of kids built it because that's basically what it looked like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, that's we probably what happened. Yeah. But here's the thing. We see this contraption that Kimmel's referring to. And um, it's, here's, here's what it is. It's like this... They do. Do you remember Headbangers Ball? Yeah. Okay. So MTV. MTV. Yeah. Right. Shows right. this thing in the background, and it's long, and it looks dangerous as fuck. Right. It's just this tube uh -huh. that goes straight down, not straight down, but more steeper than a forty-five degree okay, angle. Okay. Basically straight down. Yeah. And then it comes around and it does a big loop at the end. Oh God. It's enclosed. Okay. Oh, it's enclosed. So it's a tube. Yeah. But it's enclosed. But it does a full loop. A full and it loop. Co comes oh down to like gosh. this ridiculous angle. Yeah. So, and Sick. you know, you hear this guy in the background. And it's like people were attracted to Action Park because they were able to get hurt. Yeah. That's the allure. They wanted to see other idiots see if they exactly. can get hurt. <laughs> Go for the lull cow, as we call it. Then we see headlines, injuries up in 86. And ambulances are driving into the park. Uh, a woman says it was a place where death was tolerated, where Jesus. death was put right into the number situation. Wow. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel says every member of my family was injured at that park. Uh, wow. And and they refer to it as Traction Park. I wonder if Jimmy was injured from it. Uh, if, I would assume so. Yeah. And then Johnny says Class Action Park. And Jimmy says, yes, Class Action Park mm -hmm. is what the lawyers called it. So, But that's where he must have lost all his funny from. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, go on. Let's get to the headlines. Okay. We see newspaper headlines. What about the safety of our children? Oh. Town officials investigated for conflicts. <gasps> no. 
A lot going on behind the scenes, maybe. Titles up. Class action park. Yeah. Well, the narrator says, in order to understand uh, a place like Action Park, we need to go back to New York in the 70s during the time of like Wall Street. Everything was changing. Bankers and brokers were transforming into masters of the universe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sure I could have had a joke here prepared for a... Uh, You're not quick on the draw with Orca, for, buddy. For a uh, He-Man? Castle Grayskull. Yeah. I mean, we could keep going. I have... Something. The power. I'll think of one. Yeah, you can I know finish it's, it. I know, it's, I know it's I have the power. <laughs> it's, I know that, but I wanted to say I have the something that relates to class action park. We're going to go meet a woman named Mary Pylon. She's a financial journalist. Hey, if there was cocaine, I have the powder. <laughs> there, you okay, there you go. In two and a half minutes, you got there. Yeah. So Mary says a ton of money started uh, to come into the industry, and it was the place to be. Um, and it was uh, what creates the environment that makes it perfect for somebody like Gene Molehill. That's the owner. Yes. Okay. Well, Gene. We, Gene Molehill. Uh, we see his high school yearbook. Apparently, his nickname was Chip. <laughs> um, Chip Douglas. Chip Douglas. Seth, the co-director, describes Gene as Gordon Gecko before Gordon Gecko existed. Yeah, I bet. Mary says he's a mix. What? Of- he's a fucking fraud. <laughs> I can't. I don't want to blow anything. Okay. Mary says, well, if he's like Gordon Gecko, wasn't he a schemer? Yeah, he was. Okay, well, there he Mary says he was a mix between P.T. Barnum and Donald Trump. Mm. Uh, it wasn't just about business. It was about the personality he brought to his business. So Gene ran a brokerage firm called Mayflower Securities. Uh, and every time he'd make a sale, he'd blast a bugle mm-hmm. and then pop the bottles of champagne. No, that's not annoying. Yeah. <laughs> it's not fucking... Especially like... Oh, how many sales did you make today? I didn't fucking make a sale today, Gene. So you got to remember, this is what they were doing was penny stock pump and dumps. Yeah, scumbag shit. Yeah. Okay, next we meet a gentleman by the name of Jason Scott, who's in the film a fair amount of uh, the time. And he calls himself, they refer to him in the titles as an archivist. Um, Oh, okay. An archiver. Someone who archives. (laughs) Yes. One that archives. Yes. Archivists, I've never heard of that. Well, he talks about this gentleman by the name of Robert Brennan, uh, who was a fraudster, uh, penny stock king, and Gene's best friend. Oh. Well, apparently he was legit in the shit because he made the cover of Forbes. Um, and One of the fewer known Brennan brothers. Okay. And he got his start as a salesman at Mayflower Securities working for Gene. And within a few years, he becomes president of the company. So, of course, uh, under Gene and Brennan's leadership... Mayflower Securities gets suspended by the FCC <laughs> for doing what the New York Times referred to as selling worthless securities in a bankrupt electronics company. Mm. Okay. This sounds a lot like what happened in 2008 and 2009 also, where they were mixing bad shit with good shit. Yeah, but that uh, that was a different situation yeah. because we're talking about sort of. mortgage-backed securities. This is just straight, dirty penny stocks. Yeah, I know. Okay, so anyway, um, he gets kicked out of Wall Street. Um, Good. Gene. Good. Brennan's still there. Yeah. So Gene decides he's going to buy up a couple of ski resorts in Vern- mm. Vernon, New Jersey. Must be nice. Uh-huh. They're called Great Gorge and Vernon Valley. Cool. So... Um, Both nicknames for my ex-girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> I get the Great Gorge part. I'm not sure about the Vernon Valley okay. part, but that's another story. Uh, so according to our archivist, he says many big, larger-than-life people looked to Vernon in the 70s and saw possibility. Mm. <laughs> I wonder how that, well, how that turned ha- out. It had amazing outdoor terrain. <laughs> you can ski in the winter. Uh, you, 
you can hike and you can bike in the summer. Now, a lot of ski resorts do this. You'll see. Oh, yeah. It's fun stuff. Mountain get, biking and stuff during the summer. Yeah. Fucking fun. Okay. Get that people mover up. Yeah, get that people mover rolling. Yeah. Okay. We're going to meet a guy named Jim Desay. He was the director of park security. And he says, you would never think it was in New Jersey. For a never worked security again because he couldn't get hired <laughs> anywhere. I wonder why. We'll get to Jim. Okay. He says, for a country boy like me, it was an amazing place to grow up. Everybody seemed to know each other. It was this small little idyllic town. Well, in the early 70s, Hefner, Hugh Hefner comes in Ooh. and opens a Playboy Club Ooh. in the hills of Vernon. Wow. Now, keep in mind, gambling. Now, at this point, Action Park is not open. No. Okay. This is the, the early days. Early days. So gambling was just, you know. Uh, starting. Starting in Atlantic City. Sure. And Hefner believed it was going to come up north to where he had opened a club. Yeah. So we see his vintage Playboy Club. The bunnies are running around, serving drinks to old white men at the pool. Oh, wow. Fun. But uh, he wanted to build, like, the hopping spot, the casino that would draw people in away from New Jersey, down, you know, south. So yeah. Vernon had been ca getting the eye of outside investors, but the Playboy Club took things to a whole new level. Yeah, I would imagine. So, so next we're going to meet a woman named Jessie Palladini. She is the Vernon newspaper editor. Okay. And she says every weekend there was a new celebrity coming to town. People like Tony Bennett, mm -hmm. uh, Wayne Newton. Yeah, uh, all the best. <laughs> all the best. She said Vernon was absolutely poised to be the next Orlando or possibly Las Vegas. Wow. Well, here's the thing. He could, Gene couldn't negotiate with Jersey weather because it's got a short ski season yeah so he started building artificial snow interesting uh-huh oh he, i wonder if he was a pioneer he was wow he went so far that he created the world's largest snowmaking machine out of a jet engine cool yeah okay yeah so he's got some cool ideas yep so then he's got to figure out what's he going to do with his summer months so he starts building rides mm. so we're going to meet his son and ceo of Action Park, Andrew Molehill. Okay. Now, it's weird because they only had his interviews from 2013. Hmm. So he, that's, it's kind of weird. Every time they show his son, they're like, from 2013. I don't know if he's dead or whatever. I didn't look into it. Okay. So he says, you know, Gene was he, looking. He died on a slide. For something to do in the summer. And he, he got the idea to start an amusement park. But he wanted to take the kind of idea where you get on your skis and you go down and you get to control how fast and where you go. Mm. You know, you control the action. Yeah. So uh, we see an old school, or we hear an old school voiceover, and we uh, reflect on the sounds and sights of children's joy at Action Yay. Park. Everything here is strictly do-it-yourself. Mm -hmm. Kids are having fun on the, the bumper boats. Yeah. Going on slides, pretty basic stuff. Yeah. Um, well, to get his park built, Gene... Goes to his old buddy on Wall Street, Bob Brennan, because he's the money guy. And he's okay. like, I got big ideas. I need cash. Yeah. So um, he, the investors, they have to go sell this to get money. So they pitch the action park as the next Disneyland. Cool. So um, DIY Disney. Exactly. So enough people were sold on the vision and things really start to take off. And you got to remember this is the first modern water park in the country. Yeah. In the world. Oh, wow. Nobody even really knew what a water park was. They basically invented the concept. Wow. So Andrew says, 
build it higher, make it faster, do something that nobody's ever seen before. Yeah. That was what my dad was all about. Well, they start designing on the fly and essentially throwing ideas at the wall and seeing what would stick, okay. no pun intended. Right. Some worked. Some, some body parts. Some worked and some didn't. Yeah. But in 1978, Action Park was born. Well, we see some slides and one of those uh, machines that blows air up and makes you look like you're skydiving. Yeah, the yeah, skydiving yeah, yeah. machine Love I was that. talking Sick. about. Shit. And then we hear uh, a terrible 80s TV jingle. Uh, give me a little music if you don't mind. And, and, and it goes like this. Baby, let me take you where the action's hot. Action, action park. We can ride the excitement. We can go for a ride. Action, action park. The action never stops at action <laughs> park. Love it. So in one of these clips, you see some kids going down a water slide. And all of a sudden, it's not the angle that they shot it from. But these kids are getting massive air. Oh, shit. And they're going in the air on a slide, but you don't see them land. Oh, So you're crap. like, oh, that looks like fun. <laughs> okay. All right, we're going to meet a former guest of the park named Matthew Callen. And he says everybody would just load up in the car and go to Action Park. It was always a little manic, and everybody's on the edge of their seat and just jacked up about the excitement that was about to ensue. Uh, we also meet a, another guest, Allison Becker. Um, she says older teenagers would take you. So that right there is already dangerous because they're just yeah. going to make you do things that they, as 17 and 18-year-olds, feel comfortable doing. One of uh, the great interviews that they got for this documentary is comedian Chris Gethard. Okay, yeah. Well, he says, I remember my parents didn't want me to go to Action Park, but we got lucky because there was a family next door. They had tickets. Everybody was a child of divorce. So we got to go along. But my parents were like, please be smart. Okay, like, please be really careful yeah. and use your best judgment. Now, this is really cool what the documentary does. They use uh, amazing animation to illustrate the designs and layouts of the parks and the rides and the park goers. Yeah. And they're really fun That's and cool. fantastic throughout. So we learned that Action Park was divided into three main sections. Okay. You had Alpine Center. That's the home of the Alpine Slide. Waterworld. Uh, which is all the water slides. Right. Motor World, oh. uh, which was an area dedicated to exhaust spewing engines and go-karts. Ah, uh, I thought that was going to be like motorboat and Well, movies. and here's the thing. In the middle of all this is a major highway called Route 94. It goes through it. <laughs> it goes through the park. Yes. So yes. people are constantly trying to have, people are constantly having to cross the, the, uh, the highway. Correct. Now I'm sure it's not too busy. We'll get to it. Oh, well, let's go back. Please tell me. Let's somebody. go back to Cannonball Loop. Okay. It's time to learn about the most dangerous ride ever at Action Park. <laughs> okay. Let's meet security guard Mark Johnson. Okay. He says, the first thing you saw when you walked into Action Park was the infamous Cannonball Loop. Okay. Which for years was a oh, myth. Oh, that's the loop. That's yeah. the fucking, I love it. It was a myth that yeah. it had even been opened. Yeah, 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 yeah. So again, it was an enclosed water slide. Dropping down, I'm going to say 45 degrees. Um, but they said you had to climb to the top of a series of stairs. You'd ride down in the enclosed tube. And at the very end, the tube would go into this massive loop. So the Mark says, I mean, you looked at the thing and it looked like it was something out of a Bugs Bunny or Roadrunner cartoon. Right. Why the coyote shit? Where they just made a loop and they're like, yep, this is our ride. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Chris says some lunatic was clearly 
um, you know, just like, hey, make me that, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and they didn't consult anybody right. who had any engineering. How big do you have, does it have to be? Big enough for a person. Well, Seth, who uh, again is uh, one of the writer directors and producers of this thing, he says the story is they build the loop and then they throw some crash test dummies down it. Right. That's exactly what I was imagining right in my head. Uh huh. Well, the crash test dummies came out dismembered. Oh fuck! <laughs> but that, that's just because that's they're poor crash test dummies. <laughs> <laughs> they're poorly made. Well, yeah. I mean, they're going to cut corners on just about everything. Yeah. You think they're going to get like industry standard car? You know? Yeah, crash test dummies don't know how to like. Great band, by the way. <laughs> oh yeah, they don't know how to like turn mm. in. <laughs> they don't know how to like turn in a water loop. Correct, like, motherfucker. Do you know how to turn in a water loop? No. But the point is, the heads and yeah. arms. The appendages are scattered all yeah, at the yeah, bottom, yeah, so it. they have to tinker. Sure. They change tinker. the height. Tinker. They change the angle. Mm-hmm. They change the water pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're like, all right, let's get some real humans in this thing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so who's going to go? They come out dismembered. Who's going to go is yeah. the question. And Gene's like, well, why don't we just use our own employees? Yeah. I mean, that's so, kind of how the movie goes, too. It's like the employees are like the... The guinea pig and the guinea. Well, Gene's solution is, hey, I got a $100 bill. Oh, yeah. Go down this thing. Yeah. Uh, I actually ran the math on that. That was 250 bucks back then. So pretty significant. Yeah. And they show their pay grade. These sure. guys were making like 3 bucks an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you had 100 to a kid with nothing to lose. I know. It's pretty He's good. It's going to go down. Fuck yeah. So Mark... You know how many tickets to Action Park you can buy? <laughs> Mark says, I remember looking, staring down into this black tube and being like, there's no way that I could go down this thing. Well, we also meet uh, a park employee named Darren. And he says, you look down the cannibal loop and all you see is pitch black. It's darkness. There's the water flow at the top, uh, you know, because you have to have a little water. It's a water slide. <laughs> a little water. <laughs> you know, uh, it, but it's too steep. So they spray the, 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 you know, they spray the thing down and the person down with water. Okay. And you're supposed to go down feet first with your arms uh, and Cross, legs crossed. Yeah. Well, Darren says, and then as soon as you do, you know, you like scoot forward. It just takes you. It just sucks you it down. Sucks you down. Fucking... And all of a sudden you're flying. Yeah. And he's like, I'm shitting my pants. It was terrifying. And then all of a sudden your feet go up. And then as you go up, you lose contact with the loop. Yeah. And gravity takes over. Uh huh. You just flop. And then the catch pond at the bottom was way too short. So you got to the bottom and I'm like, shit, I did it. I made it. The loop was fun, but yeah, I got hurt. How bad? I wonder. Well, we're going to get there. Okay. Um, you're going through the loop and your nuts are just getting smashed on fiberglass. It wasn't Mm -hmm. fun, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but Gene standing there with a hundred bucks. At the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> so, because you don't pay until they go down. Yeah, you don't yeah. pay them at the top. No, you've got to pay them at the, at the bottom. So, you get the, a nice wet $100 bill. The first couple of people that came in and came out, their mouths are bloodied. Oh, okay? shit. Okay. And that was before they put sufficient padding on the top of the loop. Um, so then yeah. they sent more people down and they start coming out with lacerations and they can't figure out what the lacerations are from. Mm hmm. Well, then they take apart the loop and they discover that the first people that went down, they got, their teeth fell out and they got <gasps> stuck inside no! the loop. Right. Oh, fuck. So the teeth got stuck in the padding. So all these people that came down subsequently, oh they were getting lacerated by the teeth that were stuck oh my God. in the thing. That is horrifying. Yes. 
So the te- they not only lost their teeth, it got stuck in the padding. The, yes, which caused all the other people to bleed. Oh that my went on the gosh, ride. that is yeah, hilarious. So Gene brings in a Navy physician to measure the, the, the actual effects of the slide. And it's determined, uh, this guy, Ed, who was... Physician the, or physicist? Physicist. Okay. Did I say... Oh, I said Navy physician. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Navy physicist. Physicist. <laughs> Navy, Navy, I'm sure they brought in a Navy physicist. Physicist. Too, okay, yeah. When people were Physi- losing their teeth. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Well, th- we meet this guy, Ed. He's the park manager, and he says, let me put it to you this way. There's only two places that you can experience nine G's as a civilian. Oh, fuck. One, oh, yeah. fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's serious. One is in the back of an F-14 and the other is at Action Park in the Cannonball Loop. Oh, my God. Yeah. Nine G's? Yeah. That's so, crazy. And it's not hyperbole, according to the... That'll make you pass out. According to the naval, naval physician. <laughs> I mean, That'll so, make you pass out, dude. I, I'm guessing a few did. That's so, crazy. But it, here's this is also interesting. Uh, you couldn't go down the loop if you were too small. You yeah. couldn't go down the loop if you were too big. Right. Because you get stuck. Yeah. So too small, you don't have enough momentum to get to the zone. loop. Exactly. Well, they put a trap door at the top of the loop. Just in case. Well, they had to have it there because people would get stuck, stuck yeah. at the top. Because so, they fucking fall down. Yeah. They're so Chris, fucking dumb. <laughs> Chris says when you entered the park, you saw this thing. And you were like, well, it's real, I guess. All the rumors are true. Yeah. You know, basically. Uh, I don't see anybody coming out of it, so I'm just going to hold off. <laughs> he says he got hurt on a ride called Cannonball Falls, which he said was a pretty normal water slide. He said you'd sit down, you go down the water slide. Um, what is not discernible from the top is that at some point you come around the corner and there's this big black tunnel. And all of a sudden, you start going faster. And he said, I'll never forget. I'm going down this water slide. I enter the tunnel, and you just hear people saying, oh, no, ahead of you. Oh, my God. And you're like, what? And then you see this little piece of light at the bottom of a tunnel, and then you just get shot out. Now, they show this. Do you remember Goonies? Yeah. You know when they fall in at the bottom? It's high up. Yeah. This tube is in the middle of a cliff. Yeah. And it's like probably 10, 15 feet in the air. Okay. People are just falling out of that thing. Yeah, yeah. So... It, sh- it literally sh- shot you outside of the mountain. And he's like, holy fuck, I'm in the middle, middle of the sky, man. So yeah. apparently the idea was you, there was a, the way it was set up is you could get on something and not know what you were getting in for at the bottom. Right. So it's just a mystery box. Right. Mystery fucking park. Well, Darren, the park employee says you were over water and there was a few seconds where you'd be like, am I going to fucking die? What am I doing? And you look around and then gravity would just, take you down into the water now here's the thing you're not falling into just like a nice pool it's ice cold water and it's 17 feet deep so people were constantly getting pulled out of there because they're frozen and they can't swim or just by landing wrong or getting disoriented yeah well uh other park guest matthew says the rides that got built at action park would often come to gene through people who knew him and just said, Hey, I got an idea, hey, for, got a an idea for a ride. It's like those commercials. Yeah. Hey, do you have an idea for an invention? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> invention tech. <laughs> Call, whatever. So, um, anyway, these people come in and he, according to Ed, the park manager, he says, they were, these were fringe types. Okay. People who like 
pitch to Six Flags in Disneyland, and they're like, get the fuck out. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> you fucking loser. Yeah. People are going to die. Yeah. But he w- these people would track down Gene at these industry show trade shows and yeah. whatnot. Because he was a sucker. And Chris is like, you could tell these guys were just doing bumps of coke, and we're like, let's fucking, let's, let's drill a slide right in the middle of a fucking mountain mm-hmm. and shoot him 20 feet in the air. I have the powder. <laughs> Andrew says, guys would come to us, and no matter what the idea was, my, my dad would try it. Well, as the ideas went into destru- uh, construction, Gene would amp them up. He'd be like, great idea, but no, no, no. I'll make it even better. Yeah. So Gene became- I'm going to have three fucking loops. You watch. <laughs> Gene became the most prolific designer of all <laughs> this stuff that came in. They hire t- a fucking- Navy physicist to build it. Well, engineer. and we learned that the cannonball loop, it was actually designed from Gene when he wrote it on a co- cocktail napkin one night. And okay. then he was just got some local welders and was like, make this thing for me. All right. So we're going to meet lifeguard uh, Bob. And he says, many of the rides were experimental. And on paper, the design looked good. But once the ride was turned on, it was not safe for the average person right. walking in here. So they discuss, are you ready to hear the most dangerous ride at Action Park? Let's hear it, baby. It was called Man in the Ball in the Ball. Okay. Okay. Man in the Ball in the Ball. Yep. Andrew describes it as one of those rides um, that it was basically a giant ball that had ball bearings on the outside of it. Okay. And there was uh, another ball with a man inside of it. And you'd open up the doors to get into the ball Mm -hmm. before you go down the mountain. Okay. So we see this thing. It's large. It's red. uh, It's got metal casters all around it. It looks like, you know what it looks like? A relic from a Cold War Russian museum. Anyway, the man in the ball. In the ball? Yes. It goes on, uh, you know, a ramp. Okay. Now the ramp goes down the side of a mountain. Right. The ramp's built out of PVC pipe. Cool. No, not cool. Yeah, now, obviously not. this comes direct from the Down on the Docks Research Department. Yay, D-O-T-Z-R. Yep, a quick aside and friendly PSA to all of our listeners. A cursory Google search will alert anyone not in the know uh, to the fact that PVC pipe is notoriously weak. Yes. <laughs> it can't withstand wind stress. Right. Uh, not wind stress. It can't withstand stress. Right. Especially common different differential stresses that result in localized weak points. Right. The longevity of PVC pipe is dependent on stress and time. The greater the stress, the sooner it will fail. Right. PVC pipe is sensitive to ambient temperatures. It loses impact strength if exposed to ultraviolet rays, Mm -hmm. i.e. the sun. Mm -hmm. It creates dangerous chemicals like dioxins and other toxins that have been shown to cause cancer and other birth defects and a myriad uh, of other issues and concerns. Right. Well... Bill, we're going to meet uh, Bill Bennion. He is the former president, and he's he wears his old Action Park shirt for, for the doc. And Nostalgia. He says, he says it was a great idea, and you could see you know, that it'd be a lot of fun, and I think it might work and be relatively safe, but it turned out there were some limitations. And Ed, he says, it's a crazy concept. I mean, it's so big and so heavy and unwieldy that there's no way it's going to stay on any kind of track. Let alone a fucking plastic one. PVC track. We got bad news. Bad news incoming. Oh, boy. The day they put it on the track and put a man in, it got really hot. (gasps) They didn't realize the PVC expanded. So they put the man in the ball 
in the ball on the BBC pipes and tested it. And it starts going down the ride, the the mountain, and the PVC just explodes and falls apart. So the guy is still in the ball. Yeah. And it rolls down the ski slope over the freeway. (laughs) Oh, fuck. And lands in a swamp. Oh, shit. Yeah. And like, damn. it's like Guy gets out, survives. Wow. So... It's like right. like tin like a tin cup, it's still going, Roy. Where he hits the ball down the ro- <laughs> yes, down the road. Yes. I just imagine that happening. Yes. All right, Dave. You were ready to hear about the most dangerous ride at Action Park. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. I get it. Yes. Gonna need a little music. Oh. Let's hear it. Okay, so they built another prototype water slide, inspired by zero gravity airplanes. So the vision that Gene had so gra- was riders would actually take flight okay. as they go downhill. Take flight as they go down. It's a slide. I see. But you get air. Every single time? Every single landing, there's a jump point, and you just keep going off. Wow. Well, uh, after dozens of successful test flights, one went horribly wrong. Oh, fuck. So Ed says, this kid went down, and I don't know how he did it, but he got himself going way faster than anybody else had. Wow. He went way high in the air and completely missed the landing. Wow. This is why the animation in this thing is so fucking great. Yeah. Well, he had to be backboarded off of the ride. Now, he went on to lead a normal life. Oh, But he was fuck. hurt that day, and they were like, no more of this, you know, zero gravity design gene. Yeah. So a lot of these rides, they never made it past the testing phase. Uh, but he went on. Okay, first of all, yeah. he doesn't say, he doesn't really go on to talk about his light like his injury except for the fact that he went on to le- that means that like he left there tragically mangled right like see, but, but to where people were like he may not live a normal life but most importantly he left alive yes that's good okay. and i'm starting to hear get the foreshadowing so involved. we see mtv headbangers ball from 1993 and um a couple of um uh, musicians happen to be from my uh, one of my favorite bands of all time, Alice in Chains. They're getting uh-huh. ready to go on a slide. <laughs> By the way, great, great uh, doc to watch mm-hmm. just if you want to see where Jerry Cantrell's tattoos are. Because oh. he's in a, a banana hammock. Wow. And he's covered. And I didn't know that. Banana hammock. And That's Lane's a there. Lane's there hanging out. Yeah, doing some hair on. So, um, are you ready to learn about the most dangerous? <laughs> Action Park. <laughs> sure. Let's talk about the super speed slide. Oh. Okay. So Mark Johnson says it's a canopy around the first 20 feet of the slide in case you flow off, fall off. Well, the canopy is vertical. It's just straight down. Yeah. So the idea was that it would bounce you back in. You'd hit the canopy at the start so you wouldn't fly out into the air okay because it's basically just a, a, a bar a slide that goes straight down yeah you had a bar that you walk out to and hold on to to lower yourself to vertical and then you just let go and it's <sighs> a straight drop down give making me give making my hands sweaty yeah well you 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 go into free fall for a few seconds yeah and then the slide slowly comes out right. to catch you yeah so um, the best part about this ride is tops would come off. Yay. Bottoms would be up around their well, shoulders. Well, I guess not, you know, not yay if you're 
over 18. No. If you're 14, <laughs> if you're this, 14, is, you're this is the one where you're just hanging on the rail watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, people just hang around the boob slide for a while. <laughs> people were disoriented yeah. by the time they finished the ride. By the way, disoriented uh-huh. used to say disorientated forever. And oh, I really? It's not a real word. That's okay. Well, Chris says it was like water would just shoot up your asshole. Cool. And... <laughs> It was designed in a way that you just got your first colonic. Yay. Free from action parts. Just fucking shit everywhere, huh? Jim says everybody walked away uh, walking funny. Everybody had to, everybody had to go directly <laughs> to the bathroom whether, whether you're a guy or a girl, you were not walking away normally. That's nuts. Uh, you were picking and prodding uh, and hopping and poking for quite a while after you got I mean, I remember around. going to a couple of those uh, carnival, like uh, church carnivals. and Gravitron? Doing this, not the, I never did the Gravitron, but I did the, uh, the slide up, super slide a bunch of times, which is just like a potato sack. Yeah, we all did that. And you, f- you hurt your booty. Buddy, you're, pretty you're bad. doing a little foreshadowing for Uh-oh. us because that design will be implemented later on in the yeah, show. Yeah, they made it a little better. It seems like the potato sacks. Well, question, uh, questionable design decisions weren't just limited to the rides. The construction and the layout of Action Park, uh, also had some problems. The entire park was paved in asphalt, okay? So everywhere you went, you had to walk around on highway-grade asphalt, and it's absorbing heat and reflecting back at you all day. Mm. So Chris says, if you didn't bring your own flip-flops or water shoes, you're going to suffer from the notorious ailment known as chopped meat feet. (laughs) Everybody's limping around, you know, at the end of the day. Chopped meat feet. Yeah. Um, Question, Dave. Yes. Would you like to hear about the most dangerous ride at Action Park <laughs> I think called we're... the Aqua Scoot? This is what the Aqua Scoot is. Do you know when you're like at a warehouse and people are pushing boxes down those rollers? Yes. And to get it to one place to yes. another? Yes. So that's what this was. It okay. was a ride. It was a slide that just went down and then into a pool of water. It was like a ski jump. Right. But the rollers were the ride. Yeah. So you'd get like a little sled and then you'd get on those rollers and you'd see how far across you could skim out the water once you got to the bottom. Sick. Like a stone. That's cool. Yeah. But the problem is there's no water and it's made of metal rollers. The slide. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah, that'll that'll chew your fingers up if you get get them in there. Fingers, anything goes over the rail on the slide. To make matters worse, unbeknownst to patrons, the Aqua Scoot was also home to a thriving bee nest. Oh. So if you hung out, you're going to get stung. Yeah. There so, are plenty of bee nests in the movie. Chris says, I wouldn't even get on the Aqua Scoot. He was like, no fucking way. He said, I looked at that thing and he's like, that's where your fucking toes or your balls are going to get caught. Yeah. In man. those rollers. Fuck that. Yeah. Um, would you like to hear about the most dangerous ride at Action <laughs> oh Park? God, Jesus, what's the name of this one? The Tarzan Swing. So Chris says the atmosphere at Action Park was most summed up by the Tarzan Swing. Okay. Everybody wanted the Tarzan Swing. Huge right. lines going to the tar- wow. Tarzan Swing. This is where you proved your metal. Yeah. You had to have guts to go on the Tarzan Swing. And drunk. Yeah. We'll get to the alcohol. Yeah. Well, the problem was people couldn't hold their own body weight. It's yeah. Just, it's just a, it's a rope with like a, an angle, like a triangle. Yeah. Triangle holder, yeah. like a, like a, the back of a water, yeah. like a water. You know. So people are leaning Boat. out and you know, they're face planning from 10, 12 feet in the water. Fuck. Now here's the thing. It's, 
it's so ghetto. There's rocks on the side of the water, and they've just thrown crash pads on top of it. Oh, my god! You're like, I just hope the people don't go that far. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. Well, Director of Park Security Jim says people would think on a 90-degree day that they're going to just be jumping into pool water. Well, no. That's a spring-fed stream that held native trout, and it's cold. And, I mean, people would go into shock. Uh, they hit the water, and they would forget how to swim. So damn that cold, huh? Apparently, Jesus. I guess if you're going from 100 degree weather, maybe. Well, you got to remember, it's it's like there's an observation deck, and uh-huh. there's a couple uh, cliffs over to the uh, to the right of the Tarzan swing, right. but it's where you go to show off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, um, go do a couple backflips. Yeah, uh, Mark says. So you might have, I don't know, probably over 75 to 100 people at given times that could um, see how, you know, you were doing this. Yeah, they have this in the in the show. Oh, they do? Yeah, in the, in the movie. Okay. Well, Chris says you go to it, your weight would hit, you'd flip off, um, and then you'd hit like the back of your head on the water. No lifeguards jumping in to help you. Right. Ice cold water, you come up from air, you can't breathe, you're shell-shocked, you're probably concussed. And you have like 150 people from Jersey just being like, pussy, <laughs> you fucking bitch. That's what I You fucking saying. wiped out, pussy. And he's like, and that's when it's at its classiest. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, more park employees are like, you fucking suck. That's <laughs> you hilarious. Start swimming, pussy. Uh, he says it was just a very demeaning place. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the like lifeguards a- never yelled at you. Uh, no, no lifeguards blew whistles. Um, <laughs> no lifeguard was like, "Hey, stop chanting the word pussy at this injured, bleeding person." Nobody did that. <laughs> They'd always tell people no inverted jumps, no obscenities, and people would go up there doing backflips and they drop their pants. Yeah, yeah flip yeah. people the bird. You know, uh, the b- dick and balls hanging out, mooning each other. Love it. So, and he's, of course, the girls in bikinis, they'd hit the water and the bikini yeah, would surface yeah. to the top. Child Predator Park. <laughs> and that's when you got the big round of applause when yeah. you saw the <laughs> woman's bikini at the top. <laughs> I do say, madam. Well, Darren says Action Park was run by kids. Yeah. You know, that's this, how the movie kind of portrayed it. Yeah. Well, the second you turn 14, you get your work papers and you go to work at Action Park. Um, and there's even people that have like, senior positions of supervisors wow it's like oh you've been here for two years they make four dollars an hour you're in charge yay well bob the lifeguard says you had 16 and 17 year old kids with no prior management experience um hazing became a rite of passage right it wouldn't be uncommon to use a new recruit as a victim in a drowning oh so yeah in the water we would spin the new employee over and put him on a backboard strap him down real tight in the water and just leave him be. Oh fuck! Um, there are certainly things that happen at Action Park that are never spoken about. Oh, it's no. like Fight Club before Fight mm-hmm. Club. We lived through it. We regretted some of those things, but we don't talk about it anymore. Yeah, you could see him because, holding back. Um, probably because rape is still part of the, the statute limitations. <laughs> Jim, there's no. Jim says I was probably a security guard for maybe three months, and they worked me up to supervisor, and then assistant, and then eventually, if you stayed long enough. And you had anything going for you, you would make director of security. So it's not as impressive as it sounds. Park employee Darren Fitch, he says somehow he ended up in the kitchen. And he said, like all the bread products in there, 
everything was stale and everything was expired and out of date. So what they do is they boil a big pot of water and just put the buns in a colander with like some paper towels over it and be like, oh, we got fresh buns all over again. Ugh. He's like, I don't know how we didn't kill people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I think you did kill people, didn't you? <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> Allison says, I knew that there were a lot of older people that owned the place, but you never saw them. Mm. So it was just teenagers running around trying to operate an amusement park. Right. That's all it was. And Darren says, everybody worked at Action Park because you knew you'd get hired. Uh, they'd give you as many hours as you wanted. But, you know, Action Park didn't care about, like, child labor laws. It was just like, oh, you worked 46 hours this week and you're yeah. 16? Sweet. Yeah. Well, they showed the employee handbook. And I, I took a screenshot of it, and it reads, To make your orientation with Action Park easier, the management team has put together this handbook for your information. Please read it carefully. You are now part of the Great Gorge Resort, which consists of Action Park, Vernon Valley, Great Gorge Ski Area, Great Gorge Valley, the Country Store and Gourmet Deli, okay. the Swiss Bakery, and the German bakery. Oh. So there's a lot more going on than just the action park. Sure. So according to Jersey law at the time, employees had to be 16 years old in order to operate rides. Right. And according to local newspapers, kids were as young as, as, young as 14. But what do you constitute as a ride? Well, that's a very good question. If you're just going on down the slide, do you really have to operate anything? Well, there was also a lot of romance between all these people that worked Ooh. there and people that didn't work there. Uh. You got horny teenagers. Yeah. Darren says at the top of the Alpine slide, uh, we had a shack like where we uh, kept our employee stuff. You put your backpacks up there, your water. Well, people would go to the shed to smoke weed and have sex. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's what they would do in the shed. Why anybody would want to have sex in there, I can't fathom because it was always there like, wasn't anywhere else to have sex. <laughs> yep. It was 95,000 degrees in that thing. It smelled like feet, weed, and ball sweat. Well, we know why. <laughs> Chris says there were definitely people who worked at Action Park who have stories about the first time they got fingered and or fingered somebody <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. clearly a lot of fingering going on yeah. after hours hey smell my finger uh he says there has to be a child who was conceived at action park right um there's yeah. got to be some kids who conceived uh, and then later aborted <laughs> at action park probably well either <laughs> either by force or not force but like either by the ride or by will so the action park employee parties became the stuff of New Jersey legends. Oh, yeah. Yep. Bob the lifeguard says they'd save up all the money that they found uh -huh. in the pools. Genius. Yes. For the course of the summer. And then they throw up this uh, all night bash. It was called the Come On, I Want to Lay a Party. <laughs> <laughs> Come on and lay a. Come on, I want to lay a party. Come on, I want to lay a party. And everybody good. would just find any place they'd want to sleep uh, under mats, umbrellas, picnic tables. And then they'd wake Teenager. up straight after the come on, I want to lay a party and put their shorts on, put the whistle around the neck and go find the nearest lifeguard chair. Yep. yep <laughs> so yep. you've got hungover children protecting children the next day. It was the 80s. Yeah, it was. It was very It's very a different true. time back then. Well, Action Park's free-for-all atmosphere was all about Gene Mulville's disdain for rules of any kind. Mm -hmm. So we meet a former park employee by well, the Well, clearly, I mean, if you got kicked out of Wall Street. Yeah, of course. He's like, what is this SEC? You give a fuck about rules. We meet former park employee Joe uh, Heisen, 
And he says, well, one day I walked into uh, uh, Gene's office and he's holding the cattle prod. And he goes, Joe, I can't do this anymore. And he takes the cattle prod. He puts it to his chest and he hits a button and the thing goes, boom. Oh, my and God. And I'm freaked out. Like, oh, oh my fuck. God. What? <laughs> and he Did starts- he just try to commit harikari with the cattle <laughs> with prod? The cattle prod. Very <laughs> He goes, oh, my God. And he starts laughing hysterically. And he goes, it's fake. Mm. But I have a reason. I've got this. And he says, Joe, we got people sneaking on the lift. Okay. And they go on the lift without tickets. And we want to make sure they all have tickets. So what I'm going to do is... I'm going to get the cattle prod and I'm going to stand by the left. <laughs> Great. Okay. Great source. We got to get one of those really dirty looking kids that work down in the train park. I'll be working the left and then he'll come up and I'll go, Hey kid, where's your ticket? And they'll say, I don't have a ticket. And then I'll take the cattle prod. I'll hit him with it and I'll pass out like he's dead. And then we'll have patrol come and drag him away. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> That'll scare genius. all the kids into thinking that they Fucking can't genius. stick on the ride anymore. That's how you do it, baby. <laughs> and he goes, well, that's some idea. Great acting. And then uh, apparently they got a call from uh, a person who runs guest services. And they say, we have an issue. We have hundreds of parents who are calling who are very upset because they saw someone who works at the lift <laughs> get killed today because yeah. they didn't have a lift pass. <laughs> papers where are your papers show me your papers <laughs> no papers Mark also the head of security says it was rumored that Gene had a Mac 10 machine gun that he kept in his office drawer yeah okay big deal so <laughs> so Ed I mean really a big deal Ed operations he says he was far and away the most unique character I've ever met in my lifetime he was loud full of ideas and probably 90% of those ideas were just so crazy and off the wall that nobody would get near them. And the other 10% were pretty close to that. And we actually made a lot of those things happen. So Gene's rule-bending antics may have been common on Wall Street, but in this little small town, the locals have no idea how to rein him in. Well, remember Jess Palladini? She's the Vernon newspaper yep. editor. She says... Well, they obviously didn't know Gene Mulvihill's personality until they got to know him. But Vernon is a little bit of a mixed bag. There were those that embraced Gene with open arms, and there were some that hated him because they saw him as destroying their beautiful, sleepy town. Right. Um, we actually hear an old tape recording of Gene, and he says, I can see that that's where people would be afraid that I want to destroy the town and plunder the town and put in more rides and traffic. I can see. People have a right to be afraid of that. But if we're so bad, why don't they make a new town? Okay. <laughs> Let's draw a line down 515, and then we'll come back, and we'll take the Playboy Club, and we'll go down to McAfee, and that'll be us. Uh, start, be a- are you getting banned from YouTube? Start your own YouTube. <laughs> it's He's trying to pull the old Ricky and Lucy. Yeah. Put a piece of tape uh, yeah, down yeah, yeah, the middle of the town. Yeah, but your side has the bathroom. Well, then all of a sudden, this woman comes up on the screen named uh, Esther Larson. She goes, I think he was a piece of shit. And then she disappears for a long time in the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. And we'll come back to her. Well, now here's the question. She she went off one of those those rides that you never (laughs) saw her land. Here's the question. I'm curious that if you started asking yourself, what insurance company is going to insure such a poorly designed park? Yeah. Well, Gene didn't believe in insurance. <laughs> right. I don't believe in that. Says, seems like a says, it seems like it's a scam. He says he thought if you got hurt, you should be responsible. Yeah. 
you know, why would I pay an insurance company? Well, the problem is you had to have an insurance company to stay in business. It was the terms of his lease. But yeah. he had a workaround. Mm-hmm. Any ideas on what that might be, Dave? He's listed as a zoo. He just created his own fake insurance company based out of the Cayman Islands. Pretty smart. Mm-hmm. Its name? I guess you could do that back in the 80s. The very real and legitimate sounding London and World Assurance. Oh, well, accor- cool. according to financial <laughs> journalists, pretty, pretty cool name. she says the company's documents were very homemade. They looked like they were ginned up in a basement. Okay. Uh, the letter- letterhead wasn't even official. Might have been created on napkins. this guy's pretty good yeah you know he's got his fake insurance company just i got tape in a xerox avoid paying insurance uh but this business yeah this fake company it also became a vessel for him to launder money oh smart yep well ed ed the operations manager says gene we can't do that and he said why can't we and he's like well because the state says you can't do that and he goes well who the hell are they they can't just shut us down. And he's like, well, yeah, actually they can. Mm-hmm. So crimes are getting the attention of the state and eventually large-scale investigation ensues with a three-day hearing and a 110-count indictment. Jesus. Are you ready for the charges? Let's hear it. Criminal conspiracy. Cool. Fraud. Mm-hmm. Theft. Embezzlement. Mm-hmm. And tax evasion. Yeah. Okay. So Gene pleads guilty to counts of fraud, theft, and conspiracy, and has to give up control of Action Park. Oh, no. Because it's on partially owned state land. Right. But Gene won't do it. So he comes up with another scheme. He decides to become the worst tenant he can be. He stops paying his bills. Ooh, Stops filing paperwork. Smarty pants. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, we see an 80s broadcast with a local newscaster, and it says... The SCI accusing Vernon Valley of arrogantly violating its agreement with the state to lease land for the ski resort. Uh, Vernon Valley allegedly diverted funds to avoid paying the state several hundred thousand dollars in rent. Mm -hmm. The SCI probe also disclosed Vernon Valley created a phony insurance company to avoid premium payments and changed the terrain of the ski resort without obtaining permission. Right. Well, it worked. Yes. Jersey got so fed up with Gene. They just sold him the land at a bargain. Wow. And they're just like, just just pay this scumbag off. Holy shit. So then Action Park continues to expand wow, and grow. Wow, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And anytime he needs money for a ride, he calls up old Bobby Brennan. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's his pipeline to the money. But things really started to take off when Gene started running TV ads mm. created by his daughter. And you guessed it. Mm. Park employees. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that seems to be the running the through line in the 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 movie, which is the the kids run the asylum. Yeah, well, we see a cheesy ad and it's got a corny little jingle, and you see these kids, they're like, Action Park! Yeah. Action Park! Just go to Action Park. There's no other park like it. <laughs> when it's hot out, this is a great place to spend the day with your family. You see a guy in one of those uh, go-karts, yeah. race like a pro. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, I also like in the movie, what they do is to stir up outrage because people were getting injured and they're trying to yeah. shut them down. They go and they make a, they, f- they do fake activism against themselves in the movie. <laughs> oh. So it's like, action park, it's dangerous, it's got the funnest rides, what do you mean? Now I have to see the movie. It's pretty good. Yeah, well, and then the last guy's like... <laughs> These are the most amazing rides in the world. I love it here. (laughs) There's nothing like Action Park. (laughs) Well, Gene's uh, ideas of inspiration took 
uh, were came from the natural settings right. of the environment. Yeah. So natural settings of the environment. <laughs> well, anywhere are you, you can walk to, basically. Are you ready to hear about the most dangerous <laughs> ride <laughs> at Action Park? <laughs> That's right. How else do you explain an amusement park that lets six-year-olds jump off a 20-foot cliff? Oh, yeah, I did. Now, keep in mind, these are natural cliffs. Sure. But here's the thing. A cliff, as you know, comes out like this. Right. Like far. Far out. You can't see underneath what you're falling into. Yeah, typically. Yeah. So there's kids just jumping off these cliffs. Yeah. And there was also a slide on the cliff uh, that went into the water. Um. And uh, Chris Gerhardt, uh, Gethard uh, describes it as, I think it was a really good idea for people who wanted to treat it like a ride mentally and didn't know excuse who me. was coming next. <laughs> didn't want to know the feeling of committing suicide. Oh, my God. <laughs> These guys uh, are just... Yeah, Mark says, I remember being on the diving cliff looking down, being scared out of my life. And to add to that, there were people... Uh, right down below, and they had no idea you were getting ready to jump off the cliff. Yeah. So the the lifeguards aren't even be like, okay, go. Yeah. They're not waiting for the clear out area yeah, at the yeah, bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know you could be minding your own business, and somebody just lands on you without any warning. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Jim, director of park security, says you could do it safely. Yeah. But people didn't. That's why you don't stand outside of the Apple buildings. Yeah. You don't want to get. Somebody landing on you. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Darren says people would jump, and the lifeguards always told you to cross your arms over your chest. That's right. a safe way to jump. Yeah. But of course, people didn't listen. Their arms go up in the air, <laughs> and they walk out of the pool with dislocated shoulders. Oh, shit, dude. Yeah. Fuck. So ah. people are getting out of the pool with one arm six inches lower than oh, the other. Oh, no, dude. Just dangling. Oh, my arm. <laughs> Eventually, they had to paint the floor of the pool below the cliff and paint it white to make it easier for lifeguards to spot the bodies below. Oh, great. So, now, keep in mind, this um, is not... Wait, what was it painted before? That's what I was wondering. Uh, was like blue? That's what I was wondering. Jesus. Um, so... Flush tone? Th- again, this wasn't the original... Um, inspired cliff right ride right are you ready to hear oh, about no. the most dangerous <laughs> ride at action park called surf hill it was basically a giant slip and slide on a mountain yeah okay and trash bags <laughs> it was immediately uh, abandoned due to space limitations no well staff 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 members uh, they started building up the jump on the slide you know, uh, to make the jumps even bigger. It's yeah. that thing, like the potato sack. Thing yeah, like the zero about. G. Yeah. Oh, I see what you mean, like the potato sack, like the little hills. Yeah. And they're basically just catching major, major air on mm-hmm. what looks like they're just riding a yoga mat. That's crazy. And these things are just going straight up in the air and then coming down and crashing on plastic Ugh. and fiberglass. All right. Well, good news. Are you ready to learn about the most dangerous ride in Action Park? Roaring Springs. Okay, you guessed it. An expansive collection of tube rides designed to mimic the experience of more like soaring (laughs) springs. Designed to mimic the experience of a mountain swimming hole. 
Yeah. So Faith, she's a lifeguard. She says, I remember this guy coming out behind me. He hit my tube right before the tunnel. And I went off to the side and I slammed my head into the center of the tube that you were meant to go through. Oh, fuck. Well, some of the padding had gotten torn away and it exposed a bolt. <laughs> and one of the guests came mm. down and they basically got impaled on the bolt. Oh, my God. <laughs> tore a nice gash through their midsection oh, and they had to be evacuated for the ride. No. Yep. I'm sure that blood's what are they doing with that blood? Well, the ride attendants, you know, faces their job was just to say, go, go, yeah, go. One Mississippi, yeah. two Mississippi, go. But the tubes would get bunched up in like certain water pools. Yeah. And then the people are still coming down and crashing into each other. And, you know, if you couldn't swim, you're kind of screwed at this point. So Darren says, CFS stood for can't fucking swim. <laughs> so the security guys and lifeguards, they had Sharpies and they gave out daily wristbands to the park. And if you got caught not being able to swim, they'd write CFS on the wristband. Yeah. So, and that means that person had been saved, you know, if somebody had a CFS on. So, you know, people are like, you got a CFS on and you're jumping off a 20 foot cliff into a pool of water. All right. You're not allowed to do this kid. Well, Dave, are you ready to learn about the most dangerous ride at Action Park? Yeah, sure. Okay, let's talk about the Colorado River Ride. Okay. Similar. Uh, Chris Gethard says, holy shit. Everybody talks about Tarzan Swing, Cliff Dive, Cannonball uh, Falls. You hear about those. The Colorado River Ride may have been the most underrated dangerous ride. So uh, Callan, park guest, says you just load in and they would let the law of physics take over from there, which sometimes meant that you would fly really fast and also sometimes that you would get stuck at certain points. And at that point, it would where you get stuck was where it wasn't designed well. Right. And then you're just getting little, constantly hit yeah, by other people. Sure. Um, and Chris bunch, says... It, like they bunch up and stuff. Yeah, he says it's just a whiplash machine. Oh, uh, yeah. You know? Your raft gets stuck on the wall and you have people pushing you off the wall and there's no rhyme or reason to it. You know, you got to put your feet and push yourself away. Well, there's one section where the tubes would go up against an embankment and everybody was looking at it, waiting for people to fly out of the tube oh, and leave the actual ride. Right. <laughs> wait, wait, the, the cheering section? Yes. They had a cheering section and people... It's like the black hole. They would audibly go, ooh. And then when they didn't fall out, they'd be like, ah. Oh. Taking bets. Yeah. So... Sounds like some shit you'd be doing over there. Pretty much. The big fucking uh, chalkboard. Well, Ed says, you know... Gene, this fat fucks plus 1,800. <laughs> Gene says... Uh, or Ed says Gene got involved during the construction process. And he says, look... When you go down the Colorado River in a raft, there's not some guy at a lifeguard station pushing your raft down the river. And I said, look, Gene, this is not the Colorado River. Right. It's a water park. <laughs> oh, and well, let's get some fucking Indians to like build some caves around it too. Come on. <laughs> well, the problem is because all these people are getting stuck, mm -hmm. this is where the fights start happening. Oh, yeah. Because people are slamming into each other. And they're drunk and full yeah. of cocaine. Yeah. So, um, they describe it as the purge. But oh, they're not horny, at least. No, they describe it as the purge. Thousands of kids with pent-up aggression and a healthy dose of alcohol were given space to do whatever they want. Sweet. Um, Allison describes it as, you know when you were at pool parties or things, when another kid was there and the idiots are like, let's jump off the roof. They're like, yeah. And then the next one's like, 
let's jump off the roof of the roof. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So that's what it was like. It was heaven for wayward kids. Yeah. Um, and you got to remember, it was the only action park in the New York City area. And the other thing they said is, it was to fill the void for people that weren't doing summer vacations and going to Cape Cod. You know, they right. weren't going to Florida. It was a blue collar clientele. These were your locals. Yes. Well, of course, the news starts warning people of its danger, but that only leads to more kids wanting to go. That's exactly kind of what the propaganda of their uh, activism was, kind of like that. So it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy at this point. Um, Security guard Mark Johnson says, you know, there were a lot of people that came up there, usually younger guys that were just coming up there looking for fights. Yeah. And Jesse Palladini, our Vernon newspaper editor, she says, it didn't always bring the best. It did bring a criminal element. Um, And she said, police officers would say the majority of our calls all come from Action Park. Wow. Tons of fights, um, you know, and again, it's hot out. People are drinking more, which just makes them drunker and more dehydrated. Well, Darren says, we used to have a code brown. Any idea what that is? (laughs) Somebody took a shit in the pool again. You made it, nailed it. Yep. He's like, how angry do you have to be to go on vacation and just shit in a pool? Oh, fuck. So Jim says the average customer was just insane. And they didn't care half the time. You know, you combine that with liquor and drinking is what factored a lot of things in at Action yeah. Park. Well, but it wasn't just the kids drinking. Yes, yeah, the adults because, too. Well, here's the thing. They set up a big tent next to the park. And this thing was massive. I want to yeah. say it's the size of a football field. Whoa. And it's it's a beer garden. Yeah. And they would do Summerfest there. They do Oktoberfest. And Andrew says, my father was crazy for that kind of stuff. I mean, he, he brought in a German brewer, a German baker. They had German bands. They had Polish festivals. Sick. Irish festivals. Polka festivals. Wow. Featuring Jimmy Stir and 20 famous polka bands. Wow, polka. Polka, polka. Yeah, anything you could put the word on fest, my dad would yeah, do it. Yeah. So the kids are at the water park. Injury fest. Parents are just getting shit-faced all day. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Gene would even dress up in lederhosen and go dancing. Wow. Polka music. Um, yeah, caught in her lederhosen. So, you know, the way it worked was anyone who worked at Action Park knew Waterworld was for the daytime. Yeah. And then at four or five, the adults would have a little fun in the bar area. But then Uh -uh. they'd make their way to Motorworld. Ooh. Mm -hmm. That's on the other side of the highway. That's the exhaust. Yes. And the gas-powered vehicles. Correct. Um, Are you ready to hear about the most dangerous ride at Action Park Day? I might be able to. Let's just start talking about Motorworld. Okay. It was... uh, Basically, Grand Prix cars next to a beer tent. Sick. <laughs> I like it. So, not even kids. Guys yeah. are just getting out of work. Yeah. Five o'clock, going, getting liquor drunk. And they're like, want to race, bro? Yep. Fuck the DUI. Yep. <laughs> Do it here, baby. Well, Jim says it was the craziest ride there. And it's not the attendant's fault because you can't tell if somebody's been drinking. Right. Um, okay. Not all the time. Not all the time. And Gene said to me one day, you know what we need here? When somebody finishes the track in under 55 seconds, we have to have girls in bikinis run out with huge champagne bottles that pop tops off and shoot champagne in the air. Yeah, just, and, just them waiting there. And he was saying it to me with a straight face. Yeah. And I'm like, what? 
Yeah. Now, do you know what Lola cars are? No. Lolas are the ones that look like the open-wheeled, like, Le Mans cars okay. or Indy cars. So they're mini versions of that. Okay. So, you know, um, he says that people would go on the track, and then after a few beers, they just start making their own course. No, fuck. There's no hay bales on the <laughs> yeah, side of yeah, shit yeah, either. Yeah, 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 so yeah. people are just running around grass and all of this. And he said, uh, Ed says, I once saw... Uh, a guy take after one of my employees on the field in Alola. Oh, shit. And the kid's running around like a bullfighter making tight turns so the car couldn't hit him. Well, the employees, they also figured out how to override the speed governor ah, on the go-karts. Yes. So they'd get him to go 60 miles an hour. Oh, shit. And take them on the highway. Wow, fun. Yes. Um, it's like, I did it. Um, uh, it has it, the Lola's have a top speed of 60 miles an hour. I went on I 94 with it, it was worth it. Yeah, well, Dave, are you ready to learn about the most dangerous ride sure. in Park? <laughs> I wonder Sup- this one's going to be about super speedboats. Oh, so as you know, most most amusement parks we've all been on bumper boats, okay? They had full on what they referred to as Miami Vice grade speedboats. Wow, so you go around in a lap. And the, the pond is murky because they're leaking gas and oil. Yep. And on top of that, the pond is infested with snakes. <laughs> I love it. So, Mulville says there were big black snakes. Yeah. Motor World had lagoons and a swamp, and there must have been four-foot snakes. Uh, used to scare the hell out of the New Yorkers. Yeah. So uh, Mark says things, the boats, they'd flip on a regular basis. Oh, fuck. If I stood there for an hour, I could see one flip. Wow. <laughs> well, and if you were at uh, working in lifeguard at Motor World, you were being punished. Uh, oh, yeah. So that's not where you want it to be. Right. Well, Faith, one of the lifeguards, she recalls uh, a time when she was working at uh, speedboats and everyone gets to go on the, la- on the, the loop three times. Right. And she said it was full of dead fish. You could just <laughs> just loaded with dead fish. Wow. And she said there's a group of people once, and they're doing you know there's like eight of them, and they're doing laps, mm-hmm. and they throw up the red flag, which means you know bring it in. And this one gentleman just puts the hammer on the throttle and goes straight into the dock and crashes. <laughs> okay. Well, there's another boat behind him. Dock down. <laughs> that just crashes into him. Oh. N- lands on top of that boat the guy's stuck underneath it and she's worried about his hair getting caught in the propeller prop yeah his hair yeah so she takes so she takes a stick she said i had a stick they gave me and i just slapped it on the the boat hood and the guy just took off like everything was normal and popped on the monorail whoa like he hadn't done anything wrong that's crazy well dave are you ready to hear about the most dangerous (laughs) ride at action park i think i'm ready this time Let's talk about battle action tanks. Jesus. Uh-huh. You remember BattleBots? Yeah. Okay. Well, they had battle... I've been in an action... I've been in a water action tank before. What's a water action tank? It's just that it's a tank-like thing with uh, guns that shoot tennis balls, and you're in a just a pool that's sh- shooting tennis balls at Okay. Well, this is tanks. very similar. These were tanks that had tennis balls in them. So if the Land tennis... Land tanks. Yeah, but line. if the tennis ball hits the tank, 
the tank is immobilized for like 15 seconds. It can't oh, move. That's cool. How does that happen? Well, the sensors, I guess. Or probably people just like, all right, kill switch. Well, one day a guest decides to get a hold of a gas Those can. Those have to be hot. Yeah. And but he it, started doing fire. He lights all his tennis balls on fire oh and God. shoots them at the tank. Fuck, dude. <laughs> oh my God, these people. His penalty? He got ejected for the day. Oh, that's okay. You can go back tomorrow. Well, are you ready to learn about the most dangerous ride at Action Park, Dave? Let's hear it, baby. Uh, it's called the Alpine Slide. Okay. Okay. Now, this is where the ski lift was. So you got to take your chair lift. Got it. This oh, ride. shit. Yep. So you take your chair lift up Alpine Slide, and it's basically on the chair lift, you have a little cart that you're going to ride down this slide on. Yes. Okay. So it's not a water slide. Mm -hmm. So, ah, yes, they talk about this one in the movie. Well, people are taking the chair lift up and they're yeah. like, with just a little bit of a nudge, you can knock your sled off and drop it on the people below. Oh, fuck. Which That's not happened a lot. It's dangerous. And once you got to the top of Alpine, Alpine slide, park goers were greeted with signs bearing bloody photos of the ride's previous victims. Oh my a God. grim warning like about that, what they were about ready to endure. Yeah. So this thing, this ride, this, you know, sled, it's got a stick. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So it's, it's either it's the brake stick, it's the brake or you push down to go faster. You pull back for the brake. Yeah. But Chris says the thing I learned really quickly is the sleds were always broken. Yeah. So, the slide itself was made of fiberglass, concrete, and mostly asbestos. Aha, uh -huh, great. So it's a cement track in the summertime. Now, people are going down this wearing bathing suits. They're shoeless, and they just start flying off this thing. Yeah. That was one of the big uh, scenes from the movie was the um, them sawing off the brake. The brake. So you couldn't even use it if you wanted to. And then... On a big turn, uh -huh. take a turn right, take a turn left, and you're flying off that well, thing. But here's the problem. this It was designed poorly because there were points on the, the route where if you didn't use your brakes, you were guaranteed to fly off. Yeah. So, you, you know, you go up into a lip and your weight would be distributed on a bank turn. You're flipping off that thing. Yeah. And that's when it started to hurt. And that's when people started, you know, yeah, getting hurt. Of course. We see newspaper headlines, couple sues amusement park for ride accident. Woman recuperates from alpine slide injury. Wow. Action park sued over girl's loss of finger oh. on slide ride. Oh, I thought because she stuck it in somebody's vagina. <laughs> okay, got it. So you had kids breaking their collarbones, mm -hmm. skin being ripped off. Yeah. Uh, Faye says when she was in high school, you'd come back to school in the fall and you'd be like, oh yeah, you were at Alpine Slide over yeah. the summer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the problem is around the slide, there are rocks. Great. Um, which led to broken bones and concussions. Mm -hmm. Mark Johnson, head of security says on an average day, you would have 50 to 100 people. Oh, fuck. Yeah. On an on a weekend, he said double that. Hell yeah, dude! So now we start seeing more headlines. Cops, I mean, how many people are walking through those gates every day? Ish twelve thousand at peak, a day. Yes, it's a money. It's a cash cow, bro. Oh my god! Yeah, it's an amusement park. I'm I mean, I'm thinking five hundred people a no, day. No, wow. twelve thousand. So whoa, yeah. Um, the cops probe the park accident. Headline comes. That's up. seriously some good money. 
That's yeah. some good money for oh, a rinky-dink yeah. shit like that. It's not rinky-dink, dude. It was a huge thing. No, no but I mean, I like... Mean, for the piece rin- of shit, right. It's rinky-dink, yeah. but it's like, it's, you know... Well, Matt uh, Callen... Especially no insurance. ...says, I was an extremely law-abiding um, kid at the time, and I would see signs that would say, slow down, so I'd slow down. Uh, I hit a bump once, and I was suddenly airborne, and I looked <laughs> to my side... And I saw that my slide had been riding next to me as I was rolling down the hill oh, next no. to it. I was taken to the infirmary, which was an unsettling looking sort of shed. <laughs> they took a look at my wound and they told me they needed to spray some sort of stuff on it okay. so it would scab over correctly yeah. and heal. Well, Mark Johnson, he says, first aid had this spray. It was in a squeeze bottle, like a Windex bottle. It was an orange solution. And later he said, I learned out it was alcohol and iodine. Oh, okay. But, you know, the whole thing was they would just put people in this tent and just spray them. Yeah. And you couldn't leave unless you got sprayed. Right. So you'd see nothing but people walking around the park with orange spray on yeah, them. And yeah, yeah. that was like their badge of honor. Right. Well, one thing they mentioned in the movie is that um, he uh, one of the kids gets his leg uh, cut up a little bit by one of the slides. Yeah. And so Knoxville pulls out some duct tape. And he sticks it over the cut and he goes, this stuff was invented in Vietnam, stronger than skin, quicker than stitches or whatever. Well, they are treating... Stronger than stitches and thicker than skin. They're treating so many patients a day, they have to come up with a way to get them to stay and get treated. So they put a circle on the floor. Okay. And they're like, if you can stay in the circle while we apply the ointment without screaming and jumping out of the circle, you'll win a prize. Okay. So they the prize was a beer? Pen. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a pen. They were like, here's your action park pen. Yeah. So um, we start seeing more headlines. Uh, dangers cited by slide employees. Well, after a while, the town couldn't dedicate its ambulances to action park. Yeah. Because Vernon was a small town. They only had two volunteer ambulance squads. So... Uh-huh they're doing all of action park on the wreck. Yeah. 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 So the town meets and like, you got to get your own ambulance, man. Yeah. So they did. They got it. Hardest working ambulance in the city. <laughs> so, uh, Darren says his wife was one of the admins. Um, and her job, uh, it took her an entire week, 40 hour work week. She made an Excel spreadsheet of all the injuries for one season at the park. It was all, uh, dislocated shoulders, broken arms, wrists, slide abrasions from the alpine slide. It was just crazy amounts of injuries. Give so, it up to the person using Excel in 90... <laughs> how long ago? 89, you know? Yeah, I So more newspaper headlines, riding into danger. Many accidents occur at Action Park. Uh, according to Trenton attorney Bruce H. Stern, Logan Pemberton spent three months in a hospital and an additional six months in a body cast after his left thigh was broken when he hit a sharp underground turn on the water slide. They do say it's impossible to say exactly how many people were injured at Action Park because the state only required that they report, quote, serious injuries. Uh. So Gene decides what's serious. Yeah. (laughs) What is it so serious? If it needs an ambulance, it's serious. That's exactly what he said. So if you left the ambulance in, or park in an ambulance, it qualified as serious. Yeah. Well, next we meet attorney Tom Shaw, and he says the government doesn't require you to report something. There's no way that someone could determine how many injuries occurred on right. a daily basis. So it was very easy for Gene to cover all this up. 
uh, amusement parks often embody their creators. Right. They are the personification sure. of some individual, <laughs> some auteur's worldview. Yeah. Walt Disney looked at the world oh, and wanted it to resemble yeah. turn of the century America sure. with a hint of fantasy and wild west. And, and thus racism. you have to end racism. <laughs> a touch of By the way, did you hear that? They just took away sound of the South um, from Disneyland this week. Oh, remember? No. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, I didn't know that it happened this week. But yeah. So that's gone from Should have been happened before. Yeah. Black, Black history month. I remember watching that when I was like five years old. Yeah. You know, Mr. Bluebird on my, my shoulder. shoulder. Yeah, and then of course the offensive black blackface. Blackface. Yeah. Uh, well, what do they call it? The what do we call it? We referred back to another episode. It's not important. Anyway, Pollywogs. Oh yeah, the offensive character. Who is it? Yeah, Wally they're, they're, they're called Gollywogs. Gollywops. Yeah, not wops. Gollywogs. Gollywogs. And they're they're figurines. Yeah. Yeah. Like super racist figurines. Yeah, but highly collectible. Yeah. Um, in certain by certain people, sure. Yeah, <laughs> <So>. Kreischer. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, do you want to uh, see my gollywog room? Yeah. <laughs> uh, is it next to your Nazi memorabilia yes, room? Yes, your Nazi plates. Um, anyway, Andrew Mulville, he's the son, of course. He says, My father wanted to give people the freedom to control the action, to control right. their speed. Hands off, laissez faire, as they <laughs> say. <laughs> he loved to have fun, and so the park reflected that. So Tom Shaw, the attorney, says, you know, the way things were done in the 80s, it seems to me, created the entire situation. You know, you have this sense of not being bridled by a federal or state or local government that's trying to have fun. It's funny that you say the whole laissez-faire uh, thing because um, Nancy, or excuse me, not Nancy, Mary Pylon, she reflects that within the Reagan years. Mm -hmm, that's how, one of his trickle-down theories. Yeah, about self-government and yeah. let's not let the government get involved with red tape, yeah. capitalism. Yeah, let's take all your gold away. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, here's the thing. Um, regulators have been tough on many other amusement parks, but Gene had friends in, quote, high places. So they never suffered for fines or citations. So I mentioned earlier he had a um, uh, relationship with Donald Trump. Yep. Well, Trump was going to invest in Action Park. Hmm. And then he swung by one day and he was like, oh, fuck this. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so uh, too crazy for Donald. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure that would have been one of his many <coughs> bankrupt ideas anyway. And I'm sure you've been asking yourself this whole time, Dave, what happens if you were to sue Action Park? Oh. Well, Gene had an answer for that. What was that? You just don't settle. You don't answer, and you don't, you never answer them. You, you force them to trial every time. Yeah. And then you just draw it out through the legal process. His philosophy Smart. was we fight every case, we don't settle, we bring it all the way to the trial, and they won 93% of them. Fuck yeah, baby. Well, once word got around that he wouldn't settle, most lawyers thought it was too much to even try. Yeah, that's how you do it. And then, of course, if you win, he's not going to fucking pay you. Yeah. So what, what happens to the people that win? The U.S. Marshals start showing up on site asking wow. for money. Wow. Yeah. And that's how they took it. That's how you had to get paid. Wow. You had to go in with your court verdict that said, I won. Yeah. And here's my, uh, what do you call it? Judgment. It just shows up. Pull out the cash till and pay wow. me out. All right, you can pay me half yeah. in cash. It's fine. So, 
you know, uh, Johnson says, I can remember being 14 or 15 and we live 15 miles from Action Park. And, you know, we would just jump on our bikes and go. They're talking about the 80s, how it was a different time. You know, how you were allowed to like stay out till it got dark and play. Yeah. You know, they were all the, the climbing Well, that's a good place too because it's like a hub for people to meet. Yes. It's like, well, everybody's going to be there. Well, Darren says, looking back on Action Park with grown-up eyes, Gene wanted to make sure everybody was going to have a good time. And it probably wasn't the best idea to have, you know, a place where you controlled the action mm-hmm. and a place where kids were in charge. Right. It was scary. It was dangerous. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, yeah. remember Jason Scott, our archivist? Yep. He says an amusement park is designed to look like a kind of place that it isn't. Mm-hmm. It's meant to look dangerous, but it isn't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's artifice is baked into the story. And you're told that when you're, you're very young, go on the thrill ride. It's a thrill. Right. But it's not really going to fall apart. Right. It's not going to kill you. Yeah. But Action Park was dangerous. Yeah, it might actually kill you. So uh, Mark says a lot of places, um, unless the ride catastrophically fails, no matter how scared you are, you're not going to get hurt. Mm. But Action Park wasn't like that. Right. You could push the boundaries and get hurt. <laughs> and fail all the rides. Yeah. And it became a competition between friends. Yeah. How many rides can I break today? Yeah, exactly. Well, Jason says the magic and the horror of Action Park is that you can go there expecting a great time, expecting fantastic memories, and you can leave with those exact things. In a stretcher. A body bag. In a body bag. <laughs> well, well, you keep referencing to death. Well, Dave, would you like to hear about the most dangerous ride at Action Park? Well, if it killed somebody, then yes. Let's talk about some kayaking. Okay. Uh, uh-huh. There was a ride but okay. called the Kayak Experience. Uh-huh. Yeah, it sounds like, you know, you're just going to paddle yeah, out there it's gonna and have fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, their, their water park, Gene wanted it to be realistic rapids. Uh, so he built underwater fans oh, in no. the water. Oh, no. That would push the water and create rapids like you were really kayaking. Well, somebody flipped out of one of their kayaks and the fan short circuited. <gasps> And they got electrocuted. Oh, no. Yep. They died. Oh, no. What a terrible way to die. Mm-hmm. Yep. Chris says negligence doesn't begin to even capture that particular death. Right. Underground electri- electricity in a water park. That's the kayak experience. Yikes, dude. Jim, who worked there, director of uh, security, says, I knew better than to go on any of the rides at Action Park. Yeah. I was there and I saw it and I didn't want any of this passes. But he said, yeah, part I'm here his, for the beer. Part of his job was he had to give out comp passes to people mm. that got hurt. Oh, of course. So that was their thing. It was like, oh, you got some got stolen or you got hurt. Here's a comp pass. How many limbs did you injure? Okay, <laughs> one, two, three, four for you. <laughs> Darren says, when shit got real at Action Park, um, like the golf cart thing, first aid thing would roll by and there'd be somebody like immobilized on the thing. And so wait, t- we're, okay, go ahead, immobilized? Yeah, and you talk to the first aid guys and they'd be like, oh yeah, he got medevaced. He oh, had a fractured fuck. vertebrae uh, in his neck from hitting his head. And I'm like, are you kidding? And that's when I started to realize this place is really dangerous. Yeah. So what were you saying? Um, the, uh, like... How far in are we where, like, we find that somebody has died? That's, uh... I know, but I mean, like... Two-thirds? We're about two-thirds of the way. But I mean, like, how many years in? Um, They don't say. Okay. 
But um, in the storytelling of this, they wait till about two thirds of the film to okay. let you know that somebody died. And this is the first person, like yeah, the first person they mentioned died getting electrocuted by, by an underwater fan. Mechanic. That's so dirty. Well, are you ready to hear about the most dangerous it's, ride at Action Park? It better be more dangerous than the kayak ride. It's called the wave pool. Oh boy, you ever been in a wave pool? Yes, and I almost died. Tell me, I was at Raging Water. No, I was at Wild Rivers. It's similar to Raging Waters. I was in the wave making machine. And my, I was trying to get out and I kept, uh, it kept, the waves just kept coming uh-huh. and I'm getting crashed against the wall over yes. and over again. And I'm literally drowning and I keep yelling help Yes, and they don't hear me or see me. And finally I just like, I'm not dying today. And I took one last breath and I just fucking got out of there, dude. Yeah. I, it kept pulling you back in. It's crazy. Well, according to Chris, he says, when I think back to the wave pool, I remember being excited to go in it. Um, and then I walked up to it and I was like, oh, fuck this. This is nuts. Yeah. It's shoulder to shoulder human beings in a wave pool that was far too violent and powerful. Right, right, right. Well, uh, Andrew says, we'd often have people that would jump into the water that didn't know how to swim. Oh I can't God. tell you how many times somebody would come up to me and say, sir, how deep's the water? Uh, and I wouldn't even tell them how many feet. I'd say, it's over your head. Just turn around. Don't get in yeah. it. Yeah. Well, Bob, the lifeguard, he says when people got to shoulder... Bob, the only lifeguard. Shoulder height depth, we called that area the death zone. Oh, great. When the water's to your shoulder. And people would panic, and they'd grab everybody around them and drag them down oh, with them. Oh, Jesus. He said, I saw literally families of 8, 10, or 12 people taking each other down. Oh, my God. The guards used to call it the grave pool. What? Jesus Christ, <laughs> yeah, man. The guards at the grave pool, they could never relax, not even for a second. God. To break a new lifeguard in, they'd be assigned to the, quote, death chair. And that was the lifeguard stand that overlooked the death zone on the wave pool. Jesus, man. Yep. So, oh yeah, the death zone. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm in the DZ today. Yeah, I'm in the DZ in the death pool, and you're in the death chair. I got yeah. an idea. Take a little water out of that thing and tone <laughs> yeah. it down a little bit. Yeah, put the ringer to nine. Jesus. Well, according to Bob, they said the lifeguards expected people to drown at the action park wave pool. Great. <laughs> so there's a problem here. Look at this fat fuck. He's drowning. There's a problem here. Yeah. The water wasn't clear enough. It was murky. Ugh. And bodies couldn't be spotted below the surface. Ugh. Now, this was due to a mixture of muddy runoff right. from a nearby hill, mm-hmm. human waste, right. suntan lotion, and of course, gore from open wounds. Ugh. Ugh. So, so gross. They had to stop the wave pool every so minutes so they could scan the bottom and make sure there weren't any bodies that they'd missed. At least they stopped it. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't just like lower a rope every once in a while and was like, all right, if you don't want to drown, grab the rope or something. Mark says those guys did a great job because it's hard to see. Uh, and this guy went down, and by the time they found him, it was too late. I can't oh, believe I'm laughing about fuck, this. Dude. So we see a news, a newspaper clipping with the title, Man Drowns in Pool at Action Park. Not even a child drowns, a man drowns. Yep. Um, Faith, one of the lifeguards. I suppose he was a person of color. They don't mention, <laughs> but they say, uh, Faith says, when you're a kid, I think you can separate yourself from it because... 
Separate he, your shoulders. Separate <laughs> yourself. <laughs> Separated from your alcoholic parents yeah. that have basically turned you into a latchkey kid so yeah. they could get shit-faced and exactly. go go-karting. Um, but she says, you know, you could separate yourself from it and say, well, I didn't work in that department. Okay, so that's somebody else's responsibility that somebody died. Right. Because it was, a, or not die, but got injured. It was a common occurrence. She says, I don't know how many people died at Action Park, but it wasn't just one person. Somebody knows. Well, would you like to take the over or under? Oh, man. Okay. On 10 people. I'll say 10 Over, people. under, yeah. 10 people. Yeah. It's got to be over. Okay, let's find out. Well, Chris makes a great observation about the wave pool. He says, the fact that more than one person died in your wave pool, who's that second poor son of <laughs> yeah. a bitch? Jesus, seriously. That's who your heart really bleeds for. Yeah. You know, nobody should ever be the second person to die in a wave pool. Yeah. You know Shame why? on you. Because after the first person dies in a wave pool, you close the fucking the wave, wave pool. That's right, baby. <laughs> you put up a fucking sign or That's something. Like, I mean, if a dog bites somebody, we put them down. Yes. Okay, do you remember the woman that popped in very early and said, Gene Mulvihill's a piece of shit. No, but okay. Well, she re-enters the... Uh, oh, yeah. Then she just, yeah, yeah, actually, she, says, she yeah. says something and just leaves. She's just like, I think he's a piece of shit, and you never hear from her. Well, she right. pops back in, and she says it was a place where death was tolerated, uh, where death was put in the number situation. And um, she said, oh, we've only had this many die. One is too many. Well, my first yeah. born was Georgie. Um, oh, no. Yeah. He was born on Christmas night in 1960. Oh. And 11 months later, we had our second child, Brian. Well, we also meet Brian, and he says, my brother and I were basically raised as twins. God damn it. And we did everything together. We were like kids on the sandlot. Um, George was popular. He had a lot of friends. Uh, he was a good-looking guy. And everybody thought we were invincible. Well, on July 8th, 1980... My brother, George, was supposed to be working with my dad and I. And his mom says he wanted to go to Action Park. So I loaned him the money, and they were just going to go have a fun day. Well, he got on to Alpine Slide, and he's going down the hill slide. And uh, he says, I don't think the, the brake on the slide worked. And he went off the track <sighs> yeah. and flipping down the hillside and hit his rock. He hit his head on, on rock. some rocks. That's now known as his rock. Oh. George's rock. <laughs> so it's a nice rock. Well, they get the call that they got to go down there. At the time, Esther th doesn't think it's a big deal. He's such yeah. an athletic kid. It's probably some scrapes, you know, some bruises. <laughs> yeah, literally, she just go identify a body. Well, she walks into the hospital and he's already out of the bed <gasps> and the pillow's just covered in blood. Oh, yep. shit, man. And uh, when his brother Brian sees him, he said, I, I knew it was bad. Oh, and they check for brain waves and there are none. Veg? Yes. Damn. Um, man. They did try multiple times and double checked to make sure that he was clinically dead. Mm -hmm. So um, he passed away eight days later on july 16th mm -hmm. and esther says she remembers the moment very well she's in a, a state of, of just i mean unimaginable pain of course. and grief and she was so out of it uh she's with her husband and she walked into oncoming traffic wow at a truck and her husband pulled her away at the last second oh my gosh and she does say this is very poignant and tough 
part yeah, of the film. She yeah, says, yeah. 39 years later, I, f- I can still feel the pain. Yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, Brian's getting married that week. You oh, know, wow. Still has his uh, wedding like eight days after or four days after the funeral. He was supposed to be his best man. Ah, Jesus, dude. Well, Esther says Gene never even called the hospital. He had no heart. He cared about himself and the almighty dollar. Yeah. Well, do you remember the archivist? Yes. <laughs> Jason, he says, in the investigation of George Archivist of the death, Windlands. Okay. The spokesperson mm-hmm. for the park claims that the Alpine ride didn't kill him. Huh. The, the rock, rock did. Yes. This piece of shit. Yes. And therefore, the Alpine ride was safe. So he also adds, the same thing could have happened to someone falling off a bicycle. So it gets worse because the papers were told that George was an employee and it happened at night and that it was raining. Well, he was an employee and it wasn't at night and it wasn't raining. The truth was he had formerly worked as a lift operator at the park's sister ski resort in a different season. Yeah, But of course, because they played that he was an employee, they don't have to report it to the state. Okay. So then the general public doesn't find out about it. So anyway, the state of New Jersey told them that they couldn't open on the 4th of July and Gene wanted to open on the 4th of July, but they never removed the rocks as somebody told them they had to remove them. So the newspapers, they start taking Gene's side they believe his story and they printed it. And she says, Gene lied about my son's death because he had fake liability insurance in the Cayman Islands. Wow. Fake, it was fake. Well, Tom Shaw, attorney, says anyone that sues the park, if there's not proper insurance, is going to walk away with not a whole lot of money because there's no money to give out. Yeah. So. Well, there is. You just can't force somebody really to pay it. They are basically told, listen, it's not even worth going to court take the hundred grand and they settle out of court for a hundred grand. So that was 1980. He was the first person to lose his life at the park, but he would not be the last in July of 82, a 15 year old uh, from Brooklyn drowned in the wave pool (laughs) a week later, (laughs) a week later, his brother died in the wave pool. A week later, a 27 year old man from long Island was electrocuted on the kayak simulator. Sweet. It's a cool uh, way to die. In 1984, a guest drowned uh, in the Roaring Springs area. Mm-hmm. And in 1987, the wave pool claimed yet another life. So that's it so far? Uh-huh. So I yield the under hit. Yep. Oh. The thing about Action Park is Action, Bicar- Action Park becomes a huge part of the local economy, though. Mm, okay. Yeah, 12,000 people a year. I mean, 12, a, day, a day. A day. A day, I mean. I don't know, yeah. a good day. So you got to remember this little townships... <laughs> Uh, creating, you know, revenue through taxes, other stores, you know, and that's when Chris says, how many hundreds of people had jobs, you know, between those? So you got the lifeguards, the concession stands, ticket takers, janitors, support staff. That's a couple hundred right there. Yep. I would think that there might have been a town councilman or two who was willing to look the other way to keep the money faucet turned on. Sure. Well, this is when we get a little bit of more information. Yeah, conspiracy. We see an article from the New Jersey Herald titled Judge Stunned by Charge in Vernon Suit. Uh, many portions that are, are redacted, but it uh, references RICO statutes, mm. um, things like that. 
um, heavily redacted um, uh, documents. And then Jess um, Palladini, um, she's the newspaper editor. She says some of the town officials were clearly on Gene's payroll. Yeah. They worked in his restaurants and his bars. They worked at Action Park. Their children worked for the resort. There were elected officials that he bought homes for. Um, local town office officials, chairpersons, planning boards, zoning boards who had free memberships to his spots. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't, you know, it was obviously palms are being greased here. Sure. And that's why you got away with it. So uh, Ed, who was uh, the operations manager, years later went back to work and he said, um, Gene goes up to him and says, it's great to have you back because you know where all the bodies are buried. <laughs> so this is when it gets a little weird. We see a newspaper article titled Sussex Rallies for Embattled Resort. Okay. And then a heavily re redacted document that highlights, quote, Mr. Mulville told redacted that if he ever investigated this matter redacted would hire a russian hitman to kill redacted and your family according yeah. to the complaint so hell yeah yeah i mean it's because russian hitmen are cheaper than american hitmen well here's the thing jesse gets fired from her newspaper um so she has a recorded call with gene and she says, now you're telling me they're not finished with me. Who's they, Gene? Who's they? Tell me, who's they? And Gene says, I'm not going to say anything because you know who I'm talking about. And she says, what are you talking about, redacted? Mm -hmm. She says, let's not mention, or he says, let's not mention any names. She says, come on, Gene, come clean. I don't, who's being coy with who? And Gene says, I can only tell you what I remember. What I remember is that the rap on you is that you were an anti-business. And two, uh, you told Redacted that you initiated the thing about Redacted being in the mob. Mm. And he was furious. He was furious about that. Wow. And I can also see where people think that I control politicians. They see me with Redacted <laughs> or with Redacted or with somebody, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they think I control them and they do whatever I tell them, you know. Uh, so anyway, more Jesse, redacted than BGL. More, <laughs> Jesse says, I have heard a lot of stories that Gene was involved with mob associates. Yeah. So in 93, she files a defamation and wrongful discharge against uh, her boss for getting fired. Right. And she deposes Gene. And Gene comes in for the deposition and he responds to every question her attorneys ask. And he just responds with, I don't call. I don't recall. Yeah. I don't remember. Right. And she says, Gene, you're a low life. And I don't care how much money you have. You know, you're a low life. Yeah. So we see a news uh, paper clipping flash on the screen. Uh, Drowned boys, parents sue Action Park. Action Park fined 30 grand by OSHA. Liability, ski resort risk, bankruptcy from large claim, action park at the end of a slippery slope, yeah. financial difficulties, close action park for the summer, bankruptcy wow. to keep action park shuttered. Wow. Killer fun rides raise concerns. Of course. Regulation needed for amusement parks? Question to Mike. Well, it's the 90s, man. No longer the 80s. Things are changing. Uh, all this bad press and all these lawsuits, Gene couldn't cover the bills. Well, the park runs into another problem when his 
bankroller, Bob Brennan, he gets popped by the SEC for committing fraud wow. and goes to jail for 10 years. Who would have thought? Yeah, exactly. And then they have to shutter. And uh, 96, they close it. So, you know, Jim says it ran its course. Um, people got wiser as it went on. Um, the government, or not the government, the state finally did a 180. And at the time, it was the Wild West of the action park scene. Yeah. Um, people also changed with the times, and they th certain things just weren't acceptable anymore. And in 1998, Action Park was purchased by resort giant Intrawest, uh, the corporation that is behind Whistler Mountain. Okay. And then the new owner stripped out all the park's attractions and renamed it Mountain Creek. Okay. So gone were the looping tubes and fireball shooting tanks, and it became a generic water park. Hmm. So still there today. Um, as far as I know, yes. Some version of it. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's cool. Well, um, Gene dies. <gasps> oh no. Yep. And Esther popped a bottle of wine and celebrated. Good. Yep. She said it's the only time I've ever ever celebrated a person's death. Good. Well, Jesse. Um, who, you know, felt like she got screwed by Jean, lost her job. Um, she kind of turned uh, around a little bit on how she views him. Oh, Because they okay. became close during oh. the last part of his life. Mm. And she says she saw a different side of him. Okay. Uh, he was very generous and benevolent. She oh. says, I'm not going to glorify the guy. But he gave me a, some cash when I needed it. I don't it. think so. But no. she says he was a decent and honorable man. Okay. Um, I did see a side to Gene that was different than I'd always previously thought about him. Now, was he a villain or a victor? I think he was both, depending on the circumstance. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, Mary, the financial journalist, she says this kind of thing carries on uh, still today and debacles like Fire Fe uh, Festival, yeah. Theranos. Fire Festival. Yeah. You know, those, those kind of things are always going to be there, I guess, is the point of all this. Um, well, in 2010, just two years before his death, Gene led a group of investors to take control of the park. And in 2014, Gene's son Andy revived the action park name. Uh, to cash in a growing sense of nostalgia for the original park. So they intended to build an updated version of the Cannonball Loop called wow. the Sky Caliber, but it was never built. Uh, and in 2018, the resort once called Magic Creek was acquired by Vernon Native and one-time Action Park employee and guest in this film, Joe uh, Hessian. Hmm. So uh, Jim says, when you look back at the park, I think everybody romanticizes a little bit. You know, it's an 80s movie that was real life and it'll never happen again. Uh, Chris says he holds it dear to his heart and I'm glad I got to go there. It was, a, it was you know, I wear as a point of pride. Um, and then um, it does have a very nice uh, moment at the end of this film because we get to see uh, Esther return uh with i'm guessing as her husband and um they leave flowers on the grave of their teenage son yeah. uh while david bowie's all the man man plays out and uh we fade out and that's uh Rough. that's the film it's got a really hard last third yeah do you know what i mean yeah it's fun and games 
up until we get real. And they did this purposefully. You know, they don't want to just come out of the gate saying all these people died. Yeah. Because there is a story to tell. And and the animations are very cool. Um, you get a really good glimpse of a different time. I'm grateful I grew up in this generation. We had a water park called Wild Waters. I had a lot of fun there. Nothing as dangerous as this, though. No, yeah. This is just insanity when you see some of the visuals on this. So um, I got a couple of things I want to touch on. Um, Action Park was formally opened um, with a two-day opening promotion uh, with a Dolly Parton lookalike contest. And get this, a tobacco juice spitting contest. Wow. Yep. Classy. Classy. And then, uh, yeah, you asked about how many people. Uh, over a million visitors per year during the 80s. Wow. Yep. Um, yeah, because in the movie, they make it look a, little more, a lot more rinky-dink than it really was, I guess. Yes. Well, and in, the, in 1991... They were trying to get, get uh, legalized gambling in again, again within Action Park, and that right. failed on an initiative. Now, this is interesting. This wasn't discussed in the film. There was an Action Park Gladiator Challenge. Mm. Do you remember American Gladiators? Yeah. Okay. Well, one of my favorite shows, actually. Guests were allowed to go fight with uh, legit American Gladiators. Sick. <laughs> right. Just a guy <laughs> off the street. Okay. So. Former bodybuilders Michael and Vin Mancuso designed the attraction, and the employees um, uh, would go up against guests competing in jousting matches, and they were scouted and local gyms. Well, the matches led to real violence. The arm jousts, like the oh, double hand yeah, jousts. Not, not on a horse. Not yeah, the yeah. horse jousts. Yeah. yeah. Well, on one occasion, a guest um, felt the gladiator um, content, he had contended against had been too rough. Um, he uh, returned later with his friends in an effort to exact retribution. Oh, fuck. Sounds and, like a bad idea. And then the gladiator called in his own support team of more gladiators and an all-out brawl went down. Uh, several dozen people. So, <laughs> several dozen sexy people were injured. Um, what else? Oh, yeah. So remember that action... Uh, Alpine slide. Yeah. That was like, I think that was probably the scariest. Okay. Um, and most dangerous just because of the rocks you see on this and the fact that it's not water. Yeah. You know, um, the people that worked there referred to the ride as death awaits. Mm -hmm. I thought that was an interesting way to refer to that ride. Right. Um, and then, um, long way off from the death chair, there is another ride we didn't discuss called the Snapple Snap Up Whipper Snapper Ride. <laughs> okay. Which was a two-station bungee jumping tower. Okay. Um, two-station. Yep. Guests could not drop very far and were tethered to weight that prevented them from bouncing back up to the tower. It was closed in 96. There was a skateboard park that didn't last long because um, it was built incorrectly okay. and was dangerous. But how do you incorrectly build a skate park? Something about the bowls being separated by pavement, which in many cases did not meet with smooth edges. Uh. So um, remember when we talked about the, uh, the land rides, like the bumper cars and all that yeah. stuff? Uh, there were many incidents of people uh, being um, overwhelmed by gasoline fumes and, and passing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yep. 
Outside. And, uh-huh. Outside. And there were many reports of head-on collisions um, with whiplash and whatnot. And then, um, do you remember the battle tanks? Oh, yeah. Remember baby. when the guy lit them on fire? Yep. Well, there were also uh, tennis ball shooting stations that were not in the battle tanks. They were around the arena. Yeah. So when a guy that worked there had to go fix something, yep. the people would just shoot the, the guy that worked there. Just like uh, the good old uh, driving range. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I play that <laughs> game at Top Golf. Um, and then the water, the bumper boats, which were supposed to be safer than speed boats, they leaked so much gasoline um, that there were incidents where people had to be treated for skin infections from the leaking gas. Wow. And they were too small. So if you had tall legs, um, you would basically, your your legs would have to hang off the side of the bumper boat. Yeah. They let people that were too big go on the rides. Right. And the freaking... Uh your hand goes into your rheumatoid arthritis because the freaking thing is vibrating so much when you're gassing it. Do you remember um, the crash desk dummies that yep. went down? Um, well, Gene Mulvihill's son, Andy, confirmed to the New York Times that he was the first live person to test the ride afterwards, which he did wearing a full set of hockey protective equipment. Hell yeah. The cannonball loop was not fun, he recalled. It was more like a ride you had to survive than have fun. So, as, of course, you mentioned the film Action Point, which was released in 2017. Mm-hmm. And um, remember the era, the, the Sky Machine, I couldn't remember what it's called, where you were flying. Yeah. So they had to get rid of that thing because uh, people were exceeding the maximum height. <laughs> they're allowed to fly wow. and once they got too far they just veer, veer off course veer, the, veer off the edge and just fall yeah, down 15 I've, feet yeah i've seen these things and they're they have cylinders yeah this had no cylinder yeah so and then there were spin-off locations uh called pocono action park and motor world um which was in pennsylvania and of course that closed and then action mountain was a spin-off uh which also closed and turned into a golf course Oh, well, that sounds cool. Yeah. So that's that's what you get with Action Fun, Park. man. What do you think the most dangerous ride is in your opinion? Um, that wave machine got to be bad. Dude. Yeah. That wave machine got to be bad, bad. Because from firsthand experience, wave machines like that, that shit is fucking scary. Well, the way they described it was when you're at the beach, you have your footing. And you so have time you, between but, waves. But you have your footing. Yeah. And you have uh, a perspective of how high the water is to the yeah. ground. Yeah. That's the thing sloped downwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people didn't know that, I guess. Maybe. And they didn't, you know. So they one point they'd be standing. And next moment they're in the water. Yeah. And then they can't stand because they're yeah. further out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would probably, uh, I think Alpine slide. But then I think about the combination of water and electricity. And getting electrocuted. <laughs> that kayak shit's fucking crazy. Yeah. Like the idea of putting under, like, probably just some railroad fans underwater. Well, and I go back to this thing. Like, I remember all those rides where you would get in the uh, the tubes and go down. They were always the funnest ones. Yeah. And yeah, of course, you're going to ram into the walls and all that. But I never rammed into walls or fell into water where there were snakes. Yeah. Or there was, uh, you know, natural water. They were pools. Yeah. And I've never actually been to like a water park that was built into the environment. Right. The, the side s- of a, a, a granite fucking, rock yeah. structure. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, 
Like I said, um, if I was going to dock this, it's a three docker. Three docker? Yeah. You've got me one to watch the movie, which I'll do. Yeah. I actually want to watch the dock. First time, For, huh? Yeah. I'll believe it when I see it, Dave, yeah, Sarah. Well, you mentioned these animations. I'm kind of interested in seeing these now, too. Animations are and very it's fun. Cool. And I can just turn off the last third. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you could certainly can now knowing what you know. Yeah. Um, guys, um, of course, we always need your help. And um, this week, we happen to get a great uh, five-star review, and we're going to share that with you. Um, if you do want to help, uh, uh, Spotify, you can leave reviews now. Of course, a follow on Twitter helps us out, uh, or uh, a Discord um, join if you want to interact with people. Um, and then, um, yeah, Dave, go ahead and read that review if you don't yeah, mind. Who's titled, it come from? Yeah, it's titled Hilarious with an exclamation point by Cole Niston. One of the shows I look forward to every week. Chris and Dave have a great chemistry when it comes to discussing the docs and manage to sneak in just enough raunchy comedy. Yeah, I think we do pretty good with that. I think so, too. I think Dave not watching them honestly helps. I do, too. <laughs> Less work for everybody. <laughs> not having prior knowledge helps him get so interested in some of the docs and seeing his genuine reaction to Chris's excellent storytelling gets me excited for what's happening next in the doc. It feels like you're watching it. And that's true. Uh, that I, review sums up exactly what this show is you guys, all about. Sorry, let me finish it up. Oh. You guys helped me pass the time at work. Thank you so much. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Thank you so much for that. Thank you, Cole. Yeah. Um, I think that's one of the big things is the, um, you know, I come in a cold mm -hmm. and um, I'm colder than um, little little guy's body that was uh, hit up on the rocks there. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know. It kind of helps um, drive the story a little bit. And anything I'm confused at that I can't visually explain by your explanation or don't quite understand, I got no problems with just being like, wait, can you back that up or be inquisitive about it? Because um, it's kind of what the show's about. Yeah. And we'll be back next week with episode 32 of Down on the Dog. So thank you for joining us. And we will see you next week. And by the way, Dave, I just kind of cut you off. Did you want to keep talking? That was it, bud. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next, next week. week.